it wasn't a silent night. Uh, we talked about this last week a little bit. It's, it's, it's a common song we sing to remind us of the peace that comes from Christ. But we looked at last week how there was a lot going on at that Christmas time. We saw last week how Satan waged war against the nation of Israel, tried to stop the birth from even coming. But anything God desires to happen, Satan cannot stop. And Christ came, and He brought with Him earthly peace. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 is where we're going to be looking at the Christmas narrative according to Luke. But when we think about peace and we think about how, how, how that night was not that silent, that there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on in the spiritual realm with Satan trying to wage war in that moment. But there was also a lot going on that we're going to look at today on earth in that town of David. And so the question I have is, can peace really come from chaos? Can light really overcome the dark? Can the hopeless really find hope? Christmas would say yes. Yes. The first Christmas was not such a silent night to start and the events that led up to the moment were anything but easy and calm. But when all was said and done, peace came to the earth. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Let's go ahead and read Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1. And let's see what the Lord has to tell us today through His Word. Verse 1, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered, that there, this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Verse 15. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that has been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. 
And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, for they all have heard and seen, and it had been told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this Christmas narrative. God, we thank you that you inspired Luke to write chapter 2 to tell us about the Savior's birth. And so God, as we think about all the chaos that is not only in in this moment with Mary and Joseph and the baby coming, God, not only the spiritual war that's going on in that moment, but God, the chaos in our own lives, the wars that are going on in our own lives, God, let today be a reminder that even through the chaos, there is still peace to be found through your Son. We praise you for that today. Speak to our hearts now. May we hear your words as you desire for us to hear them today. And as in your son's holy name I pray. Amen. So when we think about this Christmas account, this historical account from Luke, what we see, especially in the first uh, seven verses, there's a lot of chaos going on. There's a lot of things that are happening. And when I say chaos... What I mean is this, is that there's a lot going on that can distract or frustrate anybody. We obviously have things going on in our own lives that when it comes, the chaos comes, it can distract us from the, from the goal that we're supposed to be doing. It can frustrate us, cause us to do and say things we shouldn't do. And in this moment, there is a lot of chaos going on. And let's look at that chaos just for a moment. First off, there was a, a registration, right? Look at verses 1 through 5 again. It said, Those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered, that their first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, uh, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. So there was this registration that had to take place. It was a census for everyone that was under the Roman rule. And when registering, you had to go back to your hometown. Where is your lineage from? And and so for Mary and Joseph, they have to leave the comfort of home in Nazareth, knowing that there's a possibility that they might have to give birth to Jesus in Bethlehem. And we know that this has to take place. We know the prophecy in Micah 5.2 says this, But you, O Bethlehem of Pathra, who, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Bethlehem would be the place that Christ would be born. And God used the registration to get them there. But you can imagine as Mary and Joseph are, are, are hearing this news that we have to go to Bethlehem. Well, wait, but I also might have this baby soon, which adds another element of chaos. But yet, they go. Can you imagine, ladies, going on this trip pregnant with your children? Could you imagine ladies having to not get in a car and drive down the interstate? No, no, no. Having to walk this. Having to ride maybe in the back of a wagon or on a donkey doesn't really matter, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a, a difficult travel. And now while today you can walk from Nazareth to Bethlehem in about 31 hours nonstop according to Google, 
I don't imagine it took 31 hours to get there. In fact, there are many biblical scholars that would say it took about a week, if not a little longer. It was not ideal. There was no roadways like we have today. And in fact, to get to Bethlehem as a Jew, you took a longer way because you did not want to go through Samaria, which was straight down. This was not an easy task to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem, let alone being pregnant. It's a difficult journey that Mary and Joseph must take just to get there. And I imagine none of us would sign up for that task. How struggling and frustrating it must be. But it is necessary for them to be in Bethlehem. But it doesn't mean that it was a cakewalk either. So the registration caused some chaos in their lives. The pregnancy though, in itself, was not normal, right? Look at verse 5 again. It's talking about Joseph. He has to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. Now we understand that this pregnancy was not normal in the sense of what we would think is normal, right? It doesn't happen a natural way in the sense that we think things are natural. It could not be explained to an unbeliever, and there are even those who believed in God, that could not make sense of what was actually happening. Even Joseph struggled at the news. He even struggled, right? Matthew chapter 1, 18 through 21. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will bear you a son, bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. There was a concern over this pregnancy. Joseph was even willing to, to as a just man to divorce her quietly as to not put her to shame. Joseph was struggling with how do I explain this? That that's not my biological child. That we have not been together and yet here she is, pregnant. But an angel came to Joseph and explained everything and Joseph did accept the calling that is on Mary's life and his own life and he remained faithful to her. And while this pregnancy was a blessing from the Holy Spirit, trying to live in a world that wouldn't understand it can be pretty difficult. Trying to, uh, even us, living in a world that people don't understand why we believe what we, we believe can be difficult. Can you imagine having to explain, I'm carrying the Savior of the world, and people trying to make sense of that. But then you get to the birth. You get to the birth, and verses 6 through 7 say this. And while they were... Uh, there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. To top it all off, the Messiah was coming while they were in Bethlehem. And you know, when, when you travel, I'd venture to say most of us, we're looking for a hotel to stay in. And we know, regardless if it's the hotel bed or our home bed, we want to get to a bed. And we want to lay our head down on a pillow. Because at that moment we hit the pillow, we're like, oh, I can finally just relax. The travel is over for now. Mary and Joseph wasn't afforded that luxury. 
There was no place at the inn. They had no comfort to go to, no pillow to lay their head down on a bed. The baby was coming and there was no place to go. And in the end, they did find a place. But whether it's a cave or somewhat of a bar next to a home, doesn't really matter. Regardless, it was not a royal place to enter for a king of kings. The king of kings was coming in the most unroyal fashion. And yet Jesus was okay with it. In fact, that was the plan all along. They placed Jesus not in a bassinet, not in a crib, but in a manger. That's a fancy word for feeding trough. You imagine your child being born and you laid him in a feeding trough? That's what Mary did. That's all they had. Nothing seemed ideal It didn't feel like Mary and Joseph could catch a break, and yet Christ had come, and in that moment, when Christ was born, nothing else mattered. You've had children. You understand what I'm talking about. I can remember the first time I got to hold Chasen, right? Uh, Reagan had to have a C-section, and after the doctor got Chasen out and nurses cleaned him up, they handed him to me, and then I get to show him off to Reagan, and she's sitting there, and, and eventually they take me out of the room. The nurses put me in this room across the hallway, and then they leave me alone for a, what felt like an eternity. Here I am holding a newborn baby. Reagan's in there. They're taking care of her, getting her fixed up, and I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. But, but really in the moment, though, there was this sense of peace when you're looking at your child, and it's like, Nothing else matters. It was midnight. It had been a long day. It was rough. And I'm just saying that. I can imagine how Reagan was feeling. But yet, there was a sense of peace when it was all said and done. He was asleep. I was holding him. The day had finally come to an end. I can imagine Mary and Joseph were feeling that same way with all that chaos just to get to verse 7. Right? Just to get to there where he was born, laying him in a manger. It was not ideal. But when Christ came, there was peace on earth. And that peace should lead us to worship God. Look at verses 8 through 14. Verses 8 through 14. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, the glory, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The angel came to the shepherds with this great news. And while the shepherds were first fearful at the sight of this angel, peace covered them with the good news of the Savior's birth. Now, what exactly was that news? We'll talk about in a moment. But look at what happened as soon as the angel stopped talking. After the angel brought the good news, what happened? The multitude of heavenly hosts came worshiping, praising God, saying glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. This news brought on the host, the heavenly host, and they showed up to praise God. This news, this good news that is of great joy, uh, it, it is magnificent. It's glorious, it's graceful, and it is 
peaceful. The truth of this news led the angels to worship. The encounter gave the shepherds the desire to go and see what the angel was talking about. If this great news brings out the angels' choir to sing praises, then this must be something really special, right? So the shepherds go in verse 15. What does it say? When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which, is, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen and as it had been told them. So the shepherds went to see this good news of great joy for themselves. They find Mary and Joseph and the baby who is the Savior of the world there together. And they told Mary and Joseph about their encounter. People were hearing it and they were like, what, is he, what are they talking about? But Mary, it says that she, verse 19, that she treasured all that was being said and pondered them on her, in her heart. I can imagine the validation she had in that moment as if she needed any more validation, right? That, that, that with all the chaos and uncertainty and the not ideal situations were worth the glory and the peace that has come to earth on that night. This child that she carried for nine months is more than just another baby. This baby was Jesus Christ, the Savior. The shepherds left glorifying and praising God for all that had taken place that night. Just being in His presence and experiencing this mighty work led the shepherds to worship God. They had experienced the peace from Christ. Church, as we rest in the peace of Christ today, through His salvation, we must worship and give praise to our Heavenly Father who was willing to send Jesus for us. It is in this great act of grace that we find peace. Today, peace is found in the good news of great joy. Look back at what the angel said in verses 10 through 11. The angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The good news of great joy is that Christ the Lord was born in Bethlehem. Why is this good news though? Why is it good news to us today? That a baby was born in Bethlehem. There are babies born all over this world. Why is this one good news for us today? The good news is because you and I are sinners. We are sinners that are bound for hell and we need saving off this road to hell. And throughout the Old Testament, many would sacrifice animals, give their very best in order to be forgiven. But it was a constant thing they had to do because it was never enough. Like, one sacrifice could not save you for the rest of your life. We needed a perfect sacrifice to take on our sins. And that perfect sacrifice needed to be a perfect human being. But there was none to be found. Because we're all sinners. And so God gave up His Son, Jesus. He sent Jesus to the world to be born. Jesus, God the Son, grew up living a perfect and sinless life. And when the time came, Jesus would give up his life to be the perfect sacrifice for all of mankind. For we could not come close to doing that for ourselves. Jesus 
willingly took on the death penalty. Jesus was crucified while bearing all of our sins. And when the sacrifice was complete, Jesus cried out, it is finished. He gave up his life. But this is not where the story ends, church. He was buried in a tomb. But a few days later, Christ rose from the dead, which indicates the the defeat of sin's penalty. Christ has overcome the grave. Then Christ ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, marking the completion of his work. Now we sinners have an opportunity to be saved from the path to hell by simply believing in the resurrected Jesus and proclaiming him as Lord. You recognize that you are a sinner. You repent of that sin and you turn to Jesus. The Bible tells us if you will do this, you will have eternal life. And that eternal life gives us what? Hope, joy, and peace. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ came to bring peace to this earth. There was a spiritual war going on. There was chaos happening all around, but that would not stop Christ from being born in Bethlehem. That would not stop Christ from coming and saving mankind from their sins. And I'm telling you today, you're sitting in here in this room. It is is God proclaiming to you right now that you need to be saved if you are not saved, church. If there's anybody in here who is not saved, you need to be saved. You need to come to the salvation of Jesus Christ and find that peace that only Christ can give. We can have peace today as believers because Christ is born. We can have peace today because Christ died and resurrected. And we can have peace because Christ ascended and is with the Father now. This world may be chaos and trouble. Life might not always be ideal at times. But no matter what this world may bring you, may we all walk in peace, knowing that our peace does not come from the world but it comes from the one who brought it. Our Heavenly Father who saved us through Jesus Christ. Let Christ be your peace today, church. I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer. I'm going to have Craig come up and lead us in one final song and that will be our benediction for today. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer now, praising Him for Jesus Christ. Father God, we praise You for the peace that comes through Jesus today. God, we praise you that while we were sinners, Christ was willing to come and die for our sins. God, we praise you that no matter what comes our way, the chaos that may ensue in our lives, God, we can find peace in you today. And God, I pray if there's anyone here who does not know you as Savior, that they would come and find that peace today in eternal life, God. They would take that time to let you be Lord of their lives. God, we praise you for this Christmas day. God, we praise you for the beautiful day you've given us. We praise you for your word. We praise you for Jesus. And it's in his name that I pray this prayer. Amen.